so good to be back with you in worship. Thank you so much for a time um, to spend, fill the time uh, to learn and to visit other churches and be able to reflect and uh, be intentional about listening for what it is that God is speaking to us here and now in our lives today. I would love for you to be able to experience that too. And maybe if it doesn't look quite the same way as it did for me, maybe you'll be able to experience it in some small way over the next few weeks and months. So watch for more information about all of that. First, the time is now. Although wouldn't it be great if we could fill in the rest of that sentence? Wouldn't it be great if we were the ones that would be able to determine what the time has now come for. First thing on my list would be the time has now come for there to be an end to all world powers, to all rulers across our world who are only intent on their own selfish wants and desires. Means of destruction power, you name it, things that I can't even imagine in my wildest dreams. Wouldn't it be nice if the time had now come for all of that to come to an end, for all of the people across our world, for their lives to be exposed, for the ways in which they seek to prevent people from living with freedom to speak, from being able to experience the fullness of life in the world around us, of what happens when we are able to travel and connect with other people, to learn from and get to know and share ideas and life with those around us. Wouldn't it be great? Time for all that had come to an end. Wouldn't it be great if the time had now come for everything in which we struggle to be done? Whether it would be the things of our days, the things that annoy us or that take so much time that prevent us from being able to do the things that we need to do, want to do, things that we know are priority, ways in which we can be with people. And yet, we get caught up in all the little things, details, the things that we have to do and do again and do over, the things that just have to be crossed off our list. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an end all the things that most grieve us. An end to the things that, that cause us so much sadness and pain, so much anxiety and worry and suffering. Wouldn't it be great for an end to come to all the ways in which we see the loved ones in our lives struggle? Anything to change their reality. That would be what I would most 
And yet, I don't think that's where we're able to go. I should back up and remind you of the season that we're in, Lent, which started on Ash Wednesday. And it's this day in the church calendar that I particularly love because it's a day in which we are called out of the norm, out of what the world around us wants to give any thought to. This day that we recognize that we will not live forever, that we are human, and that we are frail, and that we are also sinful. Make make a lot of mistakes, and we don't get it all right, not even anywhere close. And yet, in the midst of all that, it's not just a day of death, it's ultimately a day of life. It's a day of remembering this God of ours who created us, who fashioned and formed us and made us into who we are, who gave us the light that shines from God and gave us a tiny little spark or glimmer of our own to shine bright to those around us. It's also this day in which we remember that though we are called to shine that light, we are just one of millions and millions and millions like stars that shine in the night sky. Stars that are yet to be discovered. So it's up to us to find this balance, to keep on striving to find this balance of being bold to shine brightly, and yet recognizing our place too. That we are not God, that we are just one. Um, so much of so many things that God has created. And that is what we hear through our passage today, too. In our gospel uh, today, we hear from Mark in this rushed fashion. You know how fast Mark has to write. He has to try and uh, explain and help us to understand and get to know who Jesus is, and he doesn't have too much time to do it. We hear that through his writing. And though I could never be as concise and to the point as he is, I will do my best in the next few minutes as we hear about Jesus' baptism. Think about what you know from your about who was there, about where it was, maybe even if you remember when it was. How much do you think about your baptism today? Is it something that you remember each and every day? Is it something that you remember every time you splash your face with water? Is it something that you actually want to do probably about every other minute of every day? realize that you could. Remember that Jesus' baptism was not like our baptisms today. Jesus's by John the Baptist in the Jordan River was one of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. John was calling people to turn away 
from everything and anything that was leading them away from God, anything that was causing them to die a slow death, whether physically or emotionally or spiritually or economically, socially, in whatever way. Anything that was not from God or of God. And to turn again to committing themselves to God's ways. To be washed in those waters and to trust that they were given a new chance to go and live that newness of life. But Jesus, what would he have had to repent of? And yet, maybe, maybe we hear the story of Jesus' baptism because Jesus was trying to be an example to us. Trying to be an example to us. To not be afraid to come forward, to not be afraid to do that really hard work of being uncomfortable and recognizing when we've done something, when we've said something, when we've hurt someone, to not be afraid to do what we can to repair, to try to restore that relationship, to come to God and asking for help, to come to God Wanting to begin again, come to God, repenting, wanting to seek life instead. What if, when Jesus hears those words that come from the heavens, you are my beloved, with you I am well pleased. What if those are also words that God speaks to you and to me each and every time we remember to choose God. When we remember to choose what is life-giving instead of that which destroys it, that which destroys all hope and possibility and potential. What if we hear those words each and every time we do something to live? God's ways. To shine light for others to see. To hear God speaking to you. You are my beloved. Don't you forget it. You go love it. Now before we can stay in the glow of that moment, Mark moves us immediately on to be driven into the wilderness by the Spirit, where Jesus is tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. A long time. And I don't know about you, but I want to raise my hand and stop Mark right there and demand to know why. Demand some answers. Demand who it was that authorized all these things to come to be. Demand know if it happened to Jesus, does it happen to us? And what if, what if we're not able to withstand the test in the same way that Jesus was? And yet, 
Art doesn't allow us to go there. It doesn't give us any time to pause and stay stuck in this place. It doesn't allow us any time to build our list of questions. It pulls us along. Almost in the same way that a parent is always pulling their children, come on, come on, we gotta get going. We gotta get to whatever that next thing is. This is where, I think for the first time ever, I was struck by something in this passage that I had never seen before. Sometimes we live in the past, either of how great and glorious it was, or wishing that we were there, or focus on all the things that we wish we would have done differently, or we focus on the future, of all the things that are yet to come that we are waiting for, that we're just trying to get through this present moment until the day in which, until the time in which, until, 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 until. And when we do either, we miss out on the now. We miss out on what is right in front of us miss out on the life that God puts in front of us here and now to take full advantage of and the gift that it brings. It's a hard, hard balance to try and walk through in our life. And I know for sure God is continually teaching me that lesson. What I was struck by is how, how Mark tries to summarize so quickly all of these important things that have happened from Jesus' baptism to the, the temptation in the wilderness. And along the way, he does touch on, points out that in the midst of what Jesus faced, the angels were with him all along and were there to carry him through it and wait. Then immediately, we are pulled into what now takes place, both in Jesus' life in that time and place, and for us as well. Oh, and by the way, John Baptist has not been arrested. For being a person calling people to life, calling people to live, not choose death. Suddenly, here and are reminded of the realities of our world, of the forces that work against us, that work against what God is all about, that work against God's ways on our lives. All of the forces that would rather have us choose darkness, despair, destruction, anything that leads us away from God. And so we hear again about repentance and believing in God. And then it's almost as if Mark turns the attention to us. What will we choose? Will we choose to repent? 
but we chose to turn again toward God as soon as we recognize that we are starting to wander off course. When we're starting to get a little bit more off balance and we're wanting to be more like God and act as if we are God. When we're starting to choose more the ways of the world and its success and power and glory and wealth, then on God's ways of being servants of all, least of all, person focused on life life and love. What will we choose? Will we choose to repent and believe? Will we choose to see how Jesus keeps on giving us one example after another? Will we listen for when God speaks to us? You are my beloved. With you I am loved. And will we also remember that no matter what we face in life, no matter what darkness or temptation or what forces that we find ourselves up against in this world, that ours is always a God of life who is at work within us, creating it for us. And that no matter what, God is a God who works to 